We're Ace Comicals, my name's Greg, and today I'm joined by my co-host Rahul. Let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to a super edition of Ace Comicals. This is episode 11 and today we have Rahul and not Leon, so we've swapped them. He so... abandoned us, how dare he take a holiday? Like, I can't, I can't believe he'd miss a recording, that's he's... so selfish of him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's abandoned us for Disneyland, he's not abandoned us, he's, he deserves a break, bless him. He definitely deserves yeah. a break, yeah. Um, so... Great. Yeah, no secret identities here, just two of the usual suspects today, myself and Rahul. Um, so we're here to talk about the wonderfully uplifting Superman secret identity, which is Kurt Busiek, Busiek and Stuart Immonen. Sorry if I've got your names wrong. Um, if you do happen to listen to this, I apologise profusely. We're, we're good at butchering names. It's become a tradition now on Ace Comicals. Um, <laughs> it's a four-issue miniseries of for each consisting of 48 pages, and it ran monthly from January 04. And I think it's rather good. So what, what it actually is, because it's not a Superman story per se, it's um, a minimalist what-if tale of a boy called Clark Kent discovering that he has powers similar to those of his namesake. So... It's uh, it's like a non-canonical Superman story. It's not set in the actual DC universe. It's set in the real world. So it's set on real Earth with real Earth cities like New York, Kansas, etc. Rather than Metropolis, Gotham. And it's a world where superheroes only exist in comic books. At least for the beginning. For the most part. Occasionally... I guess it gets labelled as an Elseworld title, but I don't think it is actually... Uh, sometimes it gets counted as an Elseworld title, sometimes it doesn't. It's a weird one. It's it's kind of taking the idea of um, Superboy Prime and playing it different, ever so slightly differently. It's that... it's um, So af- after the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff, and you had... Uh, which is like DC's big massive crossover in the 80s and then after that i think you got superboy prime and this is kind of like a riff on the idea behind superboy prime just to interrupt yeah yeah as someone who's never really been into the dc universe as a whole i've only ever really read batman uh graphic novels what's what differentiates this from an elseworld comic what's an elseworld well i guess i guess it doesn't differentiate from an elseworld comic much because uh, the Elseworld stuff is like um, it, it's it's what they labeled like the it's what they labeled their kind of what ifs. So what if Batman was actually a monster bat thing, or what if Batman was a vampire, or what if you know it's these these different riffs on the same story, how things would play out differently. Right. Okay. So it's because it's not it's not it doesn't fit into canon, and it's ever it's different. It doesn't fit into canon and it's different. So it's it's a what if. And, you know, what if this was, what if Superman was in the real world? I see. Not, no, I just thought yeah. it had like, it had a different connotation, but it is, it's the... It's literally, it's literally just, it yeah. kind of, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I guess that's the easiest way to describe it. Um, mm. But Elseworld has its own thing as well. Like, true Elseworld titles fit into their own thing. Oh, okay, so there's so, an Elseworld <laughs> canon as well. Yes and no. <laughs> 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 but regardless, the yeah. story secret identity so, doesn't really fit into either. It's basically it's, a, a standalone yeah. story. All you need to know is it's confusing alphabet spaghetti, and this like, this sits outside of all of it. So, I mean, as someone like I said, I've never read any of the other stuff. I I thought this was great on its own in isolation, knowing the bare bones of the Superman mythos. Well, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's it's on its own in isolation, and it's a, it's a a great a great story for that. It'd probably be a good story to use to introduce people to um to superheroes i guess yeah i i I think it's a good recommendation for someone who's never read anything because everybody knows who superman is but anyone who's never read superman i guess before you could start with this because this kind of introduces it all Hmm. um and yeah so it's it's this this young boy um is born into a family with the surname kent this is how the story starts um and his dad thinks it'd be funny to call him clark because 
obviously you know there's all these uh all these comic books around and and these cartoon shows and and these movies where there's this guy called clark kent who's mild-mannered and is actually a superhero with superpowers and you know it's the kind of his dad just thought it'd be cool and he thought the son might like it and such uh, a dad joke yeah it's just a dad thing it's the kind of thing it's the kind of thing a dad would do i guess not quite thinking through how that would affect the child (laughs) yeah 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 something something to go down the bar and talk to his friends about dude i called my son clark it's so good (laughs) um (laughs) and his wife um his wife thinks surprisingly on board with it yeah she's on board yeah she's totally on board with it because she thinks it's cute because there's all these toys and books and things that she can buy that are uh, about her son. Um, and it's it's about him growing up. And obviously, you know, he doesn't really enjoy it. He finds it quite tiresome, actually, because it's like every day of his life he's getting this Clark Kent stuff. Um, until eventually he finds out he actually has Superman's powers. And then from there, the four issues kind of chart his life uh, dealing with these powers, how they affect his relationships, how they affect um, friendships, and and you know what he do, chooses to do with these powers and how he keeps that secret. The crux of it all is his secret identity, um, which is the name of the title. Um, so, first impressions for me, it feels uneventful, but it's uneventful in a nice way. Um, it's calm, it's something that, it's relaxing to read, I find, which I really liked about it, as far as the writing goes, because it's, it's, there's not too much peril there, it's not something that, you know, sometimes when you read something and you get like a ball of stress, (laughs) because you're like, what's going to happen on the next page, it's got, yeah, it feels a little less comic book bombastic-y than yes. it does yeah. like, literary. Um, and I don't know if... I think uneventful might not be quite the right word because well, that makes it sound like it might be a little bit dull. But, I think it's more yeah, that no. it doesn't focus on the action. Yes, um, yes. Hmm. I, didn't, I didn't mean I dull. Mean, like, yeah. Uneventful in a nice way. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. That's what I meant, yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's fairly minimalist. It's a fairly simple story. There's not a lot going on in the periphery. It focuses on this one man and this one boy and how he deals with having superpowers and what he chooses to do with those powers. And as well as challenging the, the idea of superheroes and what we believe a superhero should be in places like how, how, how a superhero should behave i guess outside of a comic book if that makes sense to you ray do you yeah, get involved with that it's, yeah uh, it's not quite a deconstruction if anything because around this time we had or in the past we've had um deconstructions of the comic book heroes like especially the big like the the tentpole heroes like superman mm. they've been torn down and torn apart and deconstructed and i think this is almost kind of a reconstruction of him and trying to find the best parts of superman through the lens of uh slight reality i guess yeah and and it reconstructs it in a way that shows the heroism again it's not all mm. uh, like dour and depressing like some of the the first deconstructions of heroes where it's not like Watchmen or like a uh, one of those yeah. um, tearing apart Batman philosophies. See, see this is this is why you're good on this podcast. You use your words better than I do. <laughs> and you can you can say things that I want to say but I get all knotted up. Uh, Here's my secret, Greg. Greg <laughs> I've, I've written it all down. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it from a page right now. <laughs> if I tried to write it down, it'd come out the same way on paper. That's, that's the problem. I try to make notes and I can't do it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and and the fact that it's it's so relaxing to read and so calming, and the fact that it is so um, so nice for me to read, it's like this this meditation on Superman and this what this uh, through through the lens of reality and the way that Superman would would work in the real world, the way that his powers would work and things like that. I just um, it was a breath of fresh air actually when I read it because this is the first time I've ever read it actually for this podcast. Um, I'd never read it previously. I, my history with Superman is largely through the lens of Batman stories and Justice yeah. League stories. I've never, I don't, 
I'm not somebody that's read a lot of solo Superman. Um, so this was this was nice, and um, I couldn't help but think like when I was a, a if I was a teenager when I read this, if I was younger when I if I read this when it came out in two thousand and four, I I would have I would have loved it more than I love it now. I mean I love it now, but I would have loved it more back then because I think back then it would have really resonated with me. Mm. this this kid you know discovering he's got powers and being quite a solitary character i quite i quite would have as as and i would have i would have I would, there's there's notes this book's hit this book hits that teenage greg would have loved <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think i would feel the opposite i think teenage rahul wouldn't have liked this as much as i do now like i think it's i've picked it up at the exact right time in my life where i think like we we all people our age and the things that are happening right now we kind of want something hopeful that looks towards the future in a really positive way and that's what i got from this i think as a teenager when i was a little bit emo you know i think i would have gone more for the the batman stuff the kind of like dark gritty brooding hero and this this doesn't really satisfy that but it does have a really nice positive hopeful forward thinking progressive message yeah, I, which I, I really like now mm, definitely i know i re- that's what i really like about it now i like i like this this hopefulness especially in in the times we're in, unfortunately, um, and I like when when I was when I was a, 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 a teenager, I used to like hopeful stories. Um, I mean, yeah, I used to read a lot of Batman and I used to read a lot of everything else. But the stories that used to that I used to like the most were the ones that had hope and good ultimate, you know, good things happening to good people and good ultimately triumphing. <laughs> what happened to us proper flip-flop didn't we yeah <laughs> well i'm still i still can't watch game of thrones for that very reason because bad things happen to good people and it just really irritates me <laughs> <laughs> that's literally it that's i'm so so simple and easily boiled down that way but yeah as a teenager i would have loved this and i still love it now for the same reasons i think um and i mean I've probably been guilty in the past of saying that I think Superman is plain. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's this is what I was going to go on to but say. Cause I like, don't, I... I don't think this is a plain book. I know, I know that this is this is um, the same with you as well. I know that you were going to. Yeah, yeah, like I, I generally don't enjoy Superman stories. I think, like you said, um, I've only ever come to Superman through, uh, like through Batman mm. or basically Batman stories because I've never really got into the Justice League either or Teen Titans or anything. Um, but I, I have seen all the movies, and I think, especially recently, I found all of the Superman films to be really dull, and I think most people would agree with that. And that's kind of put me off from reading Superman stories in general, just because the characters never really resonated with me since I was a kid when it was the, um, Oh God, you're going to hit me. Uh, what, what was the original actors, the original Superman? What was his name? You know what? It's on the tip of my tongue. This, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna run a, a comic book podcast. Let me just, uh, cause I know, I know who the director was. It was Richard Donner, wasn't it? But let me, let me just get that. The original second. Superman actor. The name is on the tip of my tongue. I can see his face in my head. Just, I've just drawn a total blank. Reeve. That's him. That's like, him. Christopher Reeve is how I think of Superman. And those stories when I was a kid, like really hit me. And since then, they've never really quite hit the mark again. So I kind of find Superman a tad boring, or I think I'm going to find him a bit boring. But then I've also never given many Superman comics much of a chance. So when, when Leon recommended this one, Secret Identity, I was kind of hesitant, but I trusted that he knows both of our tastes quite well and i went into it with quite open eyes i think and i have to say i love this book like i I really enjoyed it like i said before it really ticked a lot of the boxes for me who i am now and like enjoying hopeful forward progressive stories and i think it's it's an attempt at a grounded superman tale without being dark and gritty yeah and it so easily could have been a dark and gritty tale i think they like they've written it deliberately to be an antithesis to dark and gritty nineties deconstructive yes, comic books. One hundred percent. Yeah, it could so easily have been dour and pessimistic. And it's also it's it's a really it's it's a really generous tale. 
like there's a lot to get from it i think because i think i feel slightly different to you about this you called it minimalist and a fairly simple story which i think i'd agree with like the plotting is quite simple it's just him at various stages various um, important stages of his life and how he's dealing how those moments of his life which we can all relate to you know growing up moving out finding love how the powers that he has colors and affects those moments in his life um but then i also got a really different interpretation of the story on a second read but i i think i'd like to talk about that more in spoilers so, yeah um, yeah should we before we do that then should we talk about the art style i think you're better at describing these things than i am yeah no yeah um the I was going to say, I was going to add to some of your points that you just mentioned. Um, mm. Like, as far as Superman went when I was a kid, I wasn't actually... The Christopher Reeve movies, I wasn't um, I wasn't really a fan of those films as a kid. I mean, I watched them, but they were, they were just there. They weren't something that I was overly in love with, weren't something that I was... I, that wasn't, they weren't something that I didn't like. They were just there. I, mm. I didn't... They, just, they were just sort of flatline for me. Um... And I, I think I started to started to enjoy Superman more when viewed through the lens of a Batman story or through Batman because for me it felt like Superman was it, it it's um like a parody of Batman almost like the perfect version of Batman. Yeah, the other side of the coin. Yeah, of that type of hero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and so, they play off each other quite well, which is why I yeah. enjoy Superman in Batman stories, but not really in isolation. Because mm. on his on his own, I I think when I was a kid, I used to. He's just too. There's nothing. He's got no. He's got no real weakness apart from kryptonite, which is you know it's not not easy to get hold of. He's he always wins. And sometimes it's nice to see... I mean, yes, I've said that I used to like it when good things happen to good people and good guys win. I used to like seeing the good guys ultimately triumph. But I didn't... It it didn't feel like there was any... Um, you got you got the good guy triumphing without any of the... It didn't feel like you earned it. Yeah, I think Kryptonite when you and read... his powers and his weaknesses were always, always felt a bit... Yeah, when, to me, but... when, you read, when you read the book, a Superman book, you get to the end of it and it doesn't feel like you've earned that good ending, mm. if you understand where I'm coming from. Or if you watch I guess, his, but yeah. I, again, I've never really read enough to know whether that's actually true or not. I think I'm going to have to give Superman stories a bit more of a chance. That was that was just me when I was yeah. a kid, not to not to bag on Superman, but that was that was right. what I felt like as a kid. But now I'm starting to see a different side of it. And when you read Superman tales now, um, certain Superman stories have really interesting insight into the way this the way this character is used and the way they can use this character to highlight different things and different um to highlight the state of superhero fiction at that point in time when that book was written for example Mm. it's the way they use the character like that is um it's it's really good actually and it that's that's what i get from superman stories now and and i'm starting to realize that you know what maybe maybe you do earn that good ending when you read those books um but yeah so the artwork in this book um i i really really like it it's like this um this flat shaded retro advertising style like an old um you know you like old posters for general stuff i guess from the 1950s and things you know like old posters advertising maybe a cleaning product or a food stuff or something like that and you've got like this flat shaded picture of a family enjoying themselves yeah like post-war advertising yeah type. yeah it's, it's got a, that kind of edge to it it's mm. this really it's quite pulpy as well i think in places yeah pulpy and kind of soft and mm. um like a little bit muted, not quite pastely, but muted flat colours. Yeah, and did you, I don't know if you noticed this, but the red and blue that seems to pop up an awful lot. No, actually, I'm going to have to if you look it back, go and try and pay attention to that. How, I don't, how, how I, do you, what, what kind of thing stood out to you? I don't know if it's just me, but there's, there's play, like, I'm, I'm looking at some of the pages now. You've got muted blue tones and muted red tones. Mm. like it's warm and cold 
in the same panel. It's it's like, but they do. And and if you look at the pages, like some of the pages, like where it's cold, where there's the shadow, maybe where it's it's blue, and where it's warm, it's red, or it's got it's got red in it somewhere. Yeah, well, well, that's that's one thing I was going to say about the coloring in this book is it's it's really intense. Mm. Like uh, it goes through phases. I think like one thing I noticed skipping through the book right now is it starts off really muted and kind of dull at the start and then pops into color once he finds his powers and, you know, and starts enjoying himself a little bit. And Mm. there's a scene where he goes to a carnival and that's really vibrant and bright. And I think that's because he's at his most in, he's getting the most enjoyment out of it. And that these kind of things work really well. But everything is Superman colored, like it's red, Mm. yellow, blue, red, yellow, blue. If you look back at some of the panels, it's, it, there's a lot of red, yellow, blue framing in each one. It's like the yeah, main right. the main yeah. colors used are super, and I like that. I, I like it's nice. It's it ties it all together nicely, mm. and it's just one of these things that I noticed that I picked up on this this red, yellow, blue, red, yellow, blue, red, yellow. Yeah, blue. I'm gonna have to, and I think even like there's this splashes of green with his antagonist slightly. I think I might have to give it another read and try and pay attention to the colors a bit more. This yeah, time where where people yeah. are antagonizing him. It's mm. a little bit green, which I, you know, kryptonite. Mm. Um, but you've got green kryptonite because there's several colours of kryptonite. But you, <laughs> let's not get into that. But you've um, you've got as well these uh, these pages that begin each issue, where it's a um, it, it's classic Superman artwork. So Silver Age, Golden Age Superman artwork, or Golden Age Silver Age style artwork. And I, I love that. Like each each of the four issues starts with like a whole page of this silver golden age superman but it's always in the context of somebody in his world giving him a gift yeah yeah is of superman so somebody's bought him a superman gift thinking that he'll like it so i think mm. issue one is his uncle's bought him a superman comic yeah in that golden age style yeah and that's the first thing we see and i think later on he receives a birthday card that's yep. got the super family on it and we it, you know the the quote-unquote camera pulls back to reveal him reading that card and stuff i think that's a really clever way to to tie the old superman and this story together and um the last one's like a a, a holiday decoration but that one is bruce tim style so that one ah, right that one bruce tim being um bruce tim yeah. being the tas guy the guy who did the um when you were a kid if you ever watched a dc superhero cartoon so tes uh tas even sorry the actual superman cartoon and we had the justice league cartoon as well and that, just for the uninitiated tas means the batman the animated batman series. yes batman we, we always call it tas so i should i should probably start using its real name because i'm recording <laughs> a podcast and i'm not just talking to my friends but no it's <laughs> batman the animated series the uh, really good one with the danny elfman music and the bruce tim the artwork. brilliant one the one that yeah. when when anyone ever brings up like the best batman intro they'll bring up batman tas whenever anyone talks about batman it's about Batman TAS. <laughs> or like the best Joker performance. Yes, yes. Because Let's it's... not get into Batman TAS. We could record yeah. a hot end. Leon would kill us if we started talking about TAS without him. So Leon be, Leon's like tearing his hair out right now, <laughs> listening to this, thinking, you know, they wanted to be part of this conversation. Let's just... He's listening to this in Disneyland and he punches Mickey Mouse in the face. <laughs> just making him jealous. <laughs> punches him right in the nose and he goes... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah um so so it's um yeah it, it the just just for reference by the way the best joker performance that we're talking about is mark hamill but that's enough for that we'll end it there um so yeah it, it's it, it bruce tim and i like bruce tim he's one of my favorite artists actually for dc stuff i like i like his work on batman obviously um and i like i like his style his sort of uh what do you call it? Like uh, 1930s architecture. Yeah, I'd kind of call it like it's flat and bold and kind of reminds me of um, like propaganda, super like ubermensch art. So, you know, the kind of things. Oh, no, that... no, I've, I've got it. Art Deco. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it from <clears throat> the context of things that have tried to ape it. So things like uh, The Incredibles. Use yes. That a lot, or Bioshock uses that kind of art style. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Incredibles uses it with the, the big broad shoulders and the mm. and the tiny little legs, the triangle shaped men. 
Yeah. But yeah, and, the, and literally the Superman, like Superman in the way that before the, the comic book character was created, like the, the Ubermensch, the, you know, the, the ideal human, that kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that, it's that done, kind of it's done with very simple, very geometric shapes. And it is, it's like, it's, it's got like for me it's got like this this air of art deco about it which i really mm. like um but yeah as, as we move through the book the art style it, it does it, it it's um it's got it's got a real note of realism about it as well which i really like because that keeps it grounded because you're you're looking at something that's set in the real world and it, it helps you remember that by not being too graphic by being yeah. more more fine art more um well, i don't more ref, more refined i guess and, and and then very occasionally we get these like really big bold splashes of like hyperactive violent color yes like, when he's actually using his powers or when he's angry in certain parts of the story you get to see this like overblown like in your face color which mm. contrasts the rest of the kind of grounded realistic art style color intensifies yeah which is really nice. Um, I'm just going back through some of the pages now, actually. Um, there's the last four pages of the last book, but I don't know if I want to talk about that yet or save that. Yeah, we'll get to that in spoilers. But... Yeah, yeah, we'll come to yeah. that in spoilers. Um, so, the yeah, I guess have we got anything left to say about the artwork? Well, no, well we haven't. We haven't talked about the. The, the writing yet because i think yeah. the artwork we've covered you know the pulpy magazine style the, uh, the yeah. Amer- it's very americana style it reminds me of like i've just yes. finished reading it as well and yeah. it really t- i think the art style goes really well with like the 19 i think it was the 1950s to the 1980s era of it and it like it kind of reminds me of the same thing yes um, yes yes but the the writing has a really interesting narrative framing device it's kind of it's clark himself reading out his memoirs is that right? Yeah, the the, the narration is... Uh, well, he's not reading it, he's typing it. See, this is one of the things I didn't quite understand. Again, maybe this is spoiler talk, but I it's maybe one of the very few nitpicks I have this story that I don't really understand the, the context of what he's writing. Because sometimes he... The tense of his diary changes. So mm. sometimes he's talking about something that's happening in the moment as we're seeing it. But then in the next page, he might be talking about it as though he's reading it out or typing it out you know 20 years later did you did you find that confusing or is that just me reading too much into it or reading it incorrectly i don't know about typing it 20 years later i think it's like it feels to me like it's something that he sat down to do once every couple of weeks or where it's it's like his release because he can't really tell anybody Um, oh yeah because that's one of the things we didn't bring up is that he one of the big differences between this story and traditional Superman stories is that he tries really hard to hide his identity, not just his identity as Superman separate from Clark Kent, but the existence of Superman at all. He yes. tries to keep that a yeah. secret. And yeah. He tries really hard to make sure that the real world doesn't truly see much of Superman. Yes. Which is an interesting spin on this because we never, we always see him trying really hard to keep the two identities of his real life persona and his Superman persona separate, but never actually trying to hide who Superman is from the public. Mm. But you get um, the the writing is it's it's he he um, the, the story device is that he, his release his way of of getting all of this out of his head is to get his thoughts down th- via an old typewriter, and it starts when he's a kid, and the the narration through the whole book. Um, is him typing away. It's his memoirs, basically, that he's typed up. Um, basically, some, it's just something that he just does as a, as a release. It's it's like a diary for him that he's been keeping for years, since he was a child, kind of thing. Yeah, because who else can he tell his secrets to? Yeah, exactly. Because he, he hasn't trusted anyone to reveal his secrets. And it's, it's something that he's been doing since before he had powers. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, as a way of dealing with the uh, Clark Kent jibes. <laughs> hmm. um, but uh, we again, it's something that we're going to have to move on to in spoilers because it's all, it's all very knitted together with the plot. 
Yeah. Uh, so let's let's get into spoilers. Unless yeah. you, have you got anything else to add to? to no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I I think I've said everything. I I everything I can say. I think I've totally exhausted my vocabulary as far as the artwork goes. <laughs> uh. okay, cool. Yeah. So let's let's like put a line in the sand now and say we're moving into yeah, spoilers. Put put a line um, under that and and just we'll move on to spoilers now. So um, this is going to be the spoiler section. So if you plan on reading this book, uh, which we hope you do. Um, this is where you should stop the podcast and then come back to us later once you've read the book. And... Which we would, I, I know yeah. for a fact, I would definitely recommend <clears throat> this. I think, yeah. uh, I think Leon knew exactly what he was doing when he recommended this to both of us. Yeah. Um, because I, even when I, when I told him afterwards, after I'd finished reading it for the first time and I sent you guys a text saying, I love this Superman story. I didn't expect to. And he did a, a smug face emoticon. I can imagine, um, I can imagine his smug face in real life, just slowly nodding his head, just like, yes, <laughs> I have done yeah. good. And he has done Sorry. good. You've done good, Leon. This, this was a great, a great recommendation. And, um, it's something, it's something that everybody should read, I think. Hmm. Cause it's a nice story. It's, um, it's not. It's just, it's just it's just a nice story. <laughs> it's yeah. the best think, way to put I think it. We've, I think we've gone over how much we appreciate yeah. the, like the tone of this thing yeah. enough right now. Yeah. So yeah, spoilers. Your first spoiler, Greg. What, what do you want to say? Oh, about my first spoiler. Um, <laughs> I'm going to jump right to the last four pages. Yeah, do it. Go for it. And talk about how the art style flips and changes. Be- like so, we've got we've got this story of this guy who is um, he's hiding his identity. The, the fact that he is Superman and he's trying to um, to keep that a secret and he's had trouble doing that at, at points because the government have gotten wind of his activities and things like that um, but by the end of the by the end of the story he's uh, he's quite calm you know and, and it's like it's a, a good way to end it actually uh, of the way that they bring it all together and the way that they bring everything it's like a celebration of everything that is Superman these these last couple of pages because what happens is like on each page or, or like through a couple of panels the art style changes and there's like several different art styles you've got you get a little bit of golden age superman art style you get a little bit of silver age you get the, the current art style of the book and you get the bruce tim art style which i really i really like the uh the bruce tim panels i think they look great hmm. um and it's uh because by this point as well, he's got children and his two daughters and they also have superpowers. Um, and it's just it's just nice to see this celebration of everything that is Superman and, and picking key points from other Superman comics and bringing it all together into this nice little soup at the end of the book, which I think ends the book quite nicely and, and ties it all up. And yeah. Yeah, this this is what I mean about it being a reconstruction. So they've they've torn superman apart so many times in the past with like these dark depressing stories but this is one where nothing truly bad happens to him and his family like everything works out okay he you know he figures things out he he finds out that his daughters have inherited his powers but they are um they're dealing with it and not only that they're embracing it and using it for good yeah a way that he's proud of yes and it's like it's it's the best things of what superman should represent looking really hopeful to the future that you know he's he's set up a world where his daughters will be safe and be a, a of a benefit mm, to indeed. society. Yeah, and like you said, it goes through these different art styles where it, it's representing all the best periods of Superman and all the things that he's supposed to represent, like the best parts of humanity. And mm. what is it? What, what's the Superman motto? Like truth, justice, and the American way. And like you really get that yeah. vibe from it at the end of this book, like it upholding the like the bastion of humanity and uh yeah it's 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 really good like i just i love the note that this story ends on like him looking literally like looking at a sunset and then saying well the sun sets but if you look a little bit to the east sooner or later there'll be a sunrise again and i've just not read a comic book that this that's this hopeful in such a long yeah, time and yeah. such a breath of fresh air no yeah true truth justice in the american way and and you're right the the americana embodied within this book and the way that it, it it um the way that it takes you through each stage of his life and it's just so so wholesome the way that he does things and the way that he goes about things it's not like he's 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 you know he's a good person and good things happen to him and well the thing is he's, he's a good thing <laughs> and good and bad things happen yeah to him. 
Yeah. But it's also like even the the worst parts of humanity that affect him. So there's one so there's a couple of things we haven't brought up about how he um he gets chased by the government mm, and yeah. captured yeah. and potentially experimented on, but he breaks out and discovers that the government has been doing some really messed up experiments on other potential superhumans. Yes. Um so he becomes even more insular. He becomes a lot more protective of himself and his family and um, his loved ones, you know, for example, his uh, his girlfriend who he then marries and they start a family together. It's one of those things that's really on his mind because he becomes a, a lot more untrustworthy of the government and the public and the people around him. And then it starts to pull away from that and how people can change and how... Um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like how progressive the world becomes because he feeds back truth and love and honesty and goodness back into them he doesn't let it fester in him and become uh, he doesn't become an aggressor himself because of the way the world treats him yeah yeah he um he he tries to um he tries to be he tries to be diplomatic about it because he's got these powers and and in the blink of an eye he could end everything if he wanted to i guess because we know we all know how powerful superman is um but he he um he he tries to strike it he strikes a deal with them um and he he's you know he tries to be diplomatic about it which i quite like that he's not and he's not totally on board with working for them but he's he's not against it either like he has there are points where he has problems with the activities that they have him doing is like you know they're only doing this because it's an election or something like that and they're doing it to score points um, but he also realized that it yeah, takes compromise. Exactly. Like the compromise yeah. required from him because they're fearful of him. Yes. And yeah. they're scared of him you, and he's scared of them. And they yeah, have to come to an agreement. He says that I could be an enemy, but only if you make me one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're going to make me one if you keep hunting me down and trying to experiment on me. Hmm. Um, and the lengths that he goes to as well to hide himself from the government, like boring through a tree. <laughs> And then going through the tree and coming out into the ocean. I quite I like all that stuff. Which he even says in the story is a callback to a Superman story that he's read in his reality. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I like I like kind of cool. I love that idea of because even when I was first thinking when when I read the start of the book, I was like, Yeah, how's he gonna like what potential ways could he find of like getting to emergencies without them finding out where he actually lives you know tracking it back and it's like there's a hollowed out tree that he dives into changes clothes and then emerges in the, in the ocean it's awesome comes out comes out underwater and yeah. he um the the other stuff that he does as well um where he leads the jets on a wild goose chase and comes <laughs> from a strange direction and then like goes off the grid somewhere miles away to try and like Throw him, off, throw him off the scent yeah just to mess with he does he starts doing things just to mess with them doesn't he and there's a great section in the story actually another part that i really liked where uh it's, it's he's messing with the government um he wants to send them a message basically because they won't leave him alone so uh he's like right that's it i'm just gonna this is where he decides he's gonna try and make an agreement with him he's like look i'm just gonna come out and i'm just gonna make an agreement with him um and he he goes um when they're giving they're they're having like a meeting of some description and he swaps out all the files for superman comics <laughs> yeah. uh, and he um he changes the uh the broadcast when they're doing like a, a political broadcast he changes the broadcast for superman cartoons i do wonder like how that. he did that that's it's it's a little like again very very little nitpicks in this story but like how he gets the you know the the broadcast to change like he's a he's just a guy with laser eyes he's not a tech wizard or anything he's an author with who can fly How maybe does he get away with doing that maybe he like altered the direction of a certain satellite or <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm not asking you to justify it i'm just pointing it out <laughs> it felt like you were putting me on the spot it's like go on greg genius justify it tell me how he does it huh no no i'm just pointing out like there's some little inconsistencies that still take it a little bit away from realism but yeah like, again i'm super nitpicking there i'll so uh, i'll put my mask on and give you the truth <laughs> behind the magic i'll do like a whole <laughs> no yeah uh but no um I, I love i love that i love how you know and, and it's like the whole point is when he says to them he's like look i could you know 
if I could do that and I'm just messing around, think what I could have done if I wanted to be nasty, mm. you know, but I didn't do anything nasty. I just did silly things, <laughs> which is quite, it, it, but I, I, I quite liked that. I did. Mm. I liked that bit. That was, that was my favorite bits. And one of my other favorite bits is where he, um, he tells, uh, because like, uh, like Superman, um, like Clark Kent in the Superman comics, he meets a girl called Lois. Uh, well, he's constantly book. being set up with like Lois's and Lana's by his friends who think it's a joke, but he, like you said before, he finds it really tiresome. Yeah. And he ends up on a, like a, what turns out to be a blind date with a girl called um, Lois. Lois Chaudhary. So uh, yeah. an Indian girl, yeah. which I like, doesn't really add up to much, but I thought it was quite a nice touch. Yeah. Um, and they actually really hit it off and they end up, in a long-term relationship and get married and have kids together um but yeah just the fact that his friends keep trying to set him up with with what was it uh lois's lana's and some other well no, some other character they, they keep setting her up with clark's as well that as well yeah because she's yeah. had it her entire life yeah because she's called lois yeah. and yeah and initially they resist each other but then they quite quickly fall in love it's it's funny how he he tries so hard to resist being Clark Kent. Yeah, but but he tries up, really hard to distance yeah, himself. From he tries name. really hard to distance himself from the Superman name and the Superman continuity, but he he ends up doing exactly what Clark Kent does. But I like I like the touch that when he's naming his twin daughters, he he makes a comment about how he'll never name them. Um, any of the stereotypical Superman names. Yeah. And he doesn't, to his credit. Like he, he makes sure that they have relatively normal names not related to the DC universe. But that doesn't stop them from naming their kids. Um, what's, what's the three names that we get for, uh, for his grandkids? Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but es- is... essentially... I'm going, hero, I'm, going right? to, I'm going back to the book now and I'm going to find it. Um, but yeah, he <laughs> gives, they, they give his grandkids end up with Superman names. Um, and, um, oh, where is it? It's going back through the book now looking for it. Yeah. It, it's it, the fact that he tries so hard to distance himself, but he ends up working as a reporter in a big city <laughs> Yeah, and moving away from the countryside. Um, but I, I thought that was quite, quite funny actually. Hmm. Um, and he ends up as an author writing books. Hmm. Oh, where does it say? I, it's neither here nor there. It's, uh... I just like the fact that it doesn't yeah. stop his kids from naming their own kids. Yeah, they, like they, they still enjoy they, the joke. Because they, they completely embrace what they are in a way that he resisted because he was on his own when he discovered his powers, but they had each other and they kind of, they knew about their father having these mm. powers as well, but they don't talk about it as a family. They don't. He doesn't want to reveal to them that he has these powers because he's not sure if they do. And there's this kind of like cat and mouse game with them growing up until he encounters he like goes to save a village from a tornado which dissipates in front of his eyes and he can hear two children laughing from inside and it turns out to be his his daughters teenage daughters who have you know who've inherited his powers and that's how they reveal to each other that at that at that point they're they're young women they're in like in their 20s Mm, yeah yeah there's a lot to unpack in this story like there's a lot of things that weave into each other because there's so much that we haven't gone over like the how he um, you know the the love story between him and Lois and how they end up yeah. together. And oh, oh, that's the it. Kind of like him having yeah. a bit of fear of for her. Yeah, because like all of the other superhero um, stories, he's afraid that if he's with somebody he loves, there'll be um, there'll be a target for any villains that he has. But he doesn't actually have any villains in this. No, story. no, well, certainly not any super uh, supernatural villains. He has the government. The things he, to... yeah, the, the only thing he has to contend with are the people that are actually his allies, the people that he's working for. They're the only people mm-hmm. he fears, because nobody else. There's no. There's no one on his level till the end of the book. No, no other superheroes. But they start. They start to mention other superheroes. Like they bring up speedsters, um, which yeah. are like the guys from the flash and you know superhuman by the time he's an old man superhumans are becoming the norm um they're, they're all starting to come out of the woodwork and they're all starting to you know become sort of normalized in society and he doesn't have to fear anymore because there are others like him um and i've got the names of the kids now uh it's really on the nose but it's clark and jimmy so <laughs> as in clark kent and jimmy olsen Right, I see. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, um, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, like in the old uh, Superman comics, hmm. it's quite cool. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's um, he. So he spends his whole life trying to distance himself from it. But then I guess sometimes he does. He starts to lean into it a little bit as well because the costume that he chooses for himself. It's exactly Superman's. Costume. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to mention in spoilers, Ray? Well, yeah. Okay, so. This is what I mentioned earlier about it being a really generous story. Like, it, there's a lot to get from it, I think. So on the first read, I got everything we've just discussed. You know, it's a story about this guy who turns out to have super uh, Superman's powers and how it affects his daily life mm. and how he's not all that... Di- like, I think one of the things that it tries to express at the end is how he's not all that different from the rest of us. He still has... Everybody has a secret identity that they, you know, hide from themselves and from their family and is finding the best in you that you can be but then i i remember when i first finished this book and i asked you and leon like what's the context of this story is there something in the dc universe that this was in reaction to and you said no there wasn't but leon pointed out that actually it's less of a um an in-universe context and more of a meta context in that this was written fairly recently after 9-11 and it's almost in reaction to those events. And with that in mind, I got a pretty different reading of it the second time round. And I read it as um, as basically an immigrant story. And I think the first time I heard this point brought up, so Superman being the ultimate immigrant, I think it was Jeff Kanata in the Slash film, yeah. maybe the DLC podcast. But he talks about how Superman is, in essence, the ultimate immigrant. He's, he's not just from another country, he's from mm. another world. Yes, and he comes to he comes to our planet. He comes to America to yeah. embody the best that humanity can be, um, and I thought that was a really interesting concept. I'd never really seen it through that lens until that was pointed out to me. So in this one, it's not quite the same. He's not an immigrant. He's not an alien in the sense of being out of the planet, but he's he's an outsider in um, as an allegory for an immigrant to a new country. So for it's like right from the very start, he's been given this name that separates him from the rest or, you know, isolates him and expresses him as being something slightly different. Yeah. So he yeah. inherits this burden from his parents, um, which also turns out to be the source of his powers. Cause I think at some point he mentions that he doesn't really quite know where his powers came from, but maybe he willed them into existence and this mm. it wasn't quite coincidence. Maybe there were experiments being done on the population. He just happened to awaken his powers. Um, but yeah, throughout his school life, he's only identified by his name. That's all people can ever see in him. That's how he, um, you know, that's how everybody interacts with him. Even, even the, like he gets bullied a lot because of his name being called Clark Kent, but actually being quite a dweeby kid, like every other kid is, you know, he's not, he's not anything physically different or physically special or mentally special or anything. Um, and even the nice kids, like the other geeks who, have a love for these superhero comics that exist in their world, they still kind of treat him a bit differently because he's got this name. Yeah, they're not they're not picking on him so much as they are just th- unable to see past it. Yeah, and still yeah. identifying him as an outsider because of the name that he's been given. Yeah. Um, and without any of the respect that maybe that should entail, I guess. Um, it's almost a... So, sorry, I was going to say, it's almost no, a no, callback no. to stereotyping because... Um, they assume that from his name he must enjoy comics. Yeah, and his entire family do that as well. They've just yeah. assumed his entire life yeah. that he'd be cool with it. And he, to his credit, he hides it really well. Like, he doesn't make a big thing of it. He doesn't shout about it or whatever. He graciously accepts these gifts and then just hides them in a cupboard and moves on with his life. Um, and then he discovers that he has these powers and he doesn't tell anyone. He doesn't tell his parents. I think he tries to find out if he was maybe adopted or if they knew that he was going to have these powers, but they don't, they clearly don't know anything about it. They, you know, they're not aware of it. And I think they see his questioning about him maybe Mm. being adopted as just, you know, feeling a bit of an outsider. And his dad says, well, maybe just, you know, try making some friends, which he dismisses because it's not the answer he's looking for, because he's looking for answers for his, his powers. But his dad is actually giving him pretty good life advice at that point, which he kind of dismisses. Um, because it's not what he wants to hear at that point. So once he's found his powers, he's enjoying them and then discovers that he has some responsibilities because he needs to, you know, he can save people with these powers. Um, But it starts coming back to him and he wants to try and 
maintain his secret identity, but also find out where he came from. So he um, he tries to get the help of a reporter whose name I forget. Um, and it turns out that she claims to be trying to help him. She, you know, she wants to get the word out and um, find out where he's come from. But really, she's kind of in it for herself. You know, she's in it to keep this scoop that she's found because he goes to her to try and get some help to find his identity. And it turns out he ends up being used by her because he thinks that she's respecting his privacy, but really she's just protecting her story. Um, and then through her, she does some pretty nefarious, almost terrorist-like actions where she blows up a, a carnival and he has to save a bunch of people. And this is one of the things, like it, they kind of gloss over it, but I think a bunch of people die in that event. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem very affected by it. Again, I don't she, know if that's just... She gets arrested, I think, doesn't she? She does, but it doesn't really affect him yeah. very much. But I think maybe that's just like a quirk of rushing through the writing more than it meaning mm. anything to the character. Because yeah. this is when he he's about to reveal who he is to the public at this point, And then at the last minute decides that that's not what he wants. And that's part of the deal he made with her, that when he revealed yeah. himself, she'd get the first interview and stuff. Yeah, which is why she tries to flash him out by setting yeah. up a bomb and forcing him into into the public eye. That and she's getting um, pressure from her boss as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then and so then from that point we see him kind of go on forward and it skips to the next issue where he's an adult and he's um you know, trying to make a living, but people still bring up this name that he's inherited and he can't reveal to anyone that he's got these powers and they're still ribbing him, but he knows that he's he's more than that he actually does have these powers he just mm. can't tell anyone about yeah it. yeah um and then he meets his wife and he uh, um you know they get married and he eventually tells her about um him being superman and he worries about what he's going to pass on to his kids so not not just in is he going to pass on his powers but like what will he leave as yeah. his legacy to his children as well as worrying about if they're going to grow up with and how how will he protect them how will he protect them? And if they will even have the same powers that he has, like yeah. there's no way for him to know for sure. Cause yeah. it wasn't apparent to his parents when he was a child that he was going to grow up to, super, to have superpowers. They just formed in him at some point in his puberty, mm. I guess. Um, and you can see that he fights for a better future. So there's a point towards the end, like he he's constantly battling against the government who keep trying to capture him and force him to do, you know, uh, missions for them. And he has to, battle with i think it's malloy the like with the representative of the government that he yeah. has to yeah. interact with um and they're constantly butting heads and he's constantly fighting for his own rights for his own agency in that way yeah. and when he's an adult like an, an, an old man he gets to he talks to his daughters about this about how they've they've been recruited by the government but they say oh yeah we got to negotiate our terms and he says internally, like, they got to negotiate. I had to fight for this. But then I fought so that they didn't have to fight. My yes. children yeah, he, have the, you know, they get yeah. to negotiate their terms. And that's the kind of legacy that he passes on to his kids, which is another, it's like, it's an immigrant tale. You yes. know, like my parents yeah. came to this country and fought for the rights that I get to enjoy now. Yeah. And that, that kind of hit me. And like how his oppressors become more progressive as time goes on, because mm. he's, he's not just being the threat they expect him to be. He's being better than that. He's, you know, he's the one who's being calm and like finding the humanity in how to use his powers for the greater good. They're, um, they're treating him as if he's a monster, but he's they're They're the real monsters. Yeah. And they yeah. have a real fear of him. Like, I think there's a, like a parallel to waterboarding where they, um, they've captured him and he's in this water tank. And like, the only reason they're doing it is because they're afraid of his potential or they've uh, like, they're on their back foot immediately. They don't try and discuss with him what he's capable of. They just no. want to find out without asking, yeah. like torturing the information out of him, basically. And if yeah. he hadn't broken out of it, he would have been dissected like all the rest of them. Mm. Um, and he, he's, and yeah, there's just there's a lot of this going on. And he it's, keeps it's coming really... back. It, that really affects him in the story because he keeps coming mm. back to that. The fact that he saw babies there. Yeah, and it makes him a lot more insular. Yeah, uh, you know and. But yeah, I mean, what you were saying about Superman being the ultimate immigrant story, I've I've heard that mentioned elsewhere, mm. definitely. Um, and it is, I, I think I think I've I've heard it mentioned in in other places where people have said it, and I I've, and I think I've actually seen 
people have seen it written in articles where people have written whole articles on the subject. Mm. Um, that, and it, it is, yeah, I can, I can 100% see what you're saying, actually, especially with this story as well. Going back to it and visiting it through that lens, I can see that it is, it is an immigrant story. And yeah, right, I mean, yeah. whether it's intentional or not, and I get the feeling it, it is intentional, like it's very smartly written to yeah. not be overt, but it, to to be a very direct allegory, I think. Because mm. there's even towards the end, like um, when he's discussing it with, or when he's seeing how his children have grown up with the same things, like he he doesn't force it upon them. Like they initially try to figure out whether the kids have got the same powers but after a while they realize that the kids don't like it they don't like being tested in this way yeah so they just they back off and leave them to it and wait and see whether it you know actually happens yeah and it's kind of like they he allows his girls to be who they want to be without the pressure of expecting them Mm. to be the same as him and allows them to discover their own legacy and their own history at their own pace so he leaves his own memoirs out for them to read if they choose to read it and i guess they, they yeah. do because they seem to have an idea that he has the powers and I like, he has I like um, that his powers start to dull and towards the end, end he basically yeah. comes to like truly embrace his name yeah. and makes his own traditions because mm. there's a nice little scene towards the end where uh, normally every Christmas he goes for a fly on his own because he's Superman so he just you know he wants some time by himself because he's quite a, um, what's the word I'm looking for he likes to be by himself he's quite a solitary quite a solitary guy yeah. yeah but at the end of the story um his daughters go off for a fly together and he gets for the first time to stay at home with his wife for christmas and, and like, make eggnog on... yeah and, and drink <laughs> shitty eggnog yeah and they, he's basically he, as as somebody who's new to this lifestyle he's made his own traditions in the way that an immigrant to a new country would and then passed it on to his children and i it's just it all ties together really nicely yeah so impressed by this story by the and and the the end of it as well um in the future when we see other superheroes and things like that on television in some of the panels mm. it's it's like he was one you know he would have been one of the first immigrants and then these this is now him seeing that his people you know more of his people are here now mm. and it's it's something that's become accepted um that that the the it's an, you know i i can't find the words i want to use but if you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah. no, I, th- I think yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like the, one of the notes actually that I wanted to touch on, to change the subject slightly actually, is that I like that his, his powers dull towards the end of the book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. That is it's a very human thing. Like his, even though his strength is still superhuman, it starts to wane and he needs a bit of help flying um, he, from yeah. his daughters and also his grandson who also turns out to have inherited the powers as well and they all at, go on a family fly together yeah and at the start of the book he flies up into the stratosphere and he's not cold but then he starts wearing an insulated suit towards the end yeah yeah um i like the scene where he goes um like in the superman comics superman is powered by the Owen, sun like that's yellow sun so he tries to get as close to it as he possibly can and all, it doesn't actually charge him up anymore like the comics book it's like, like it, yeah expected it just gives him a tan it's like his that. like his midlife crisis thing like some people yeah. would <laughs> people look for ways to stay young like buying sports cars and stuff and he's actually trying stuff from superman comics which i thought i thought was quite a stroke of genius yeah, actually great. yeah um and one of the other things, actually, that I was going that I I, w- I can now talk about because we're into the spoiler section. There's points where he flies up into the stratosphere and stares down at the Earth, and this is why Teenage Greg would have liked it, because Teenage Greg used to sit and get pictures from Hubble Space Telescope, <laughs> and and from like NASA and stuff. And I used to spend ages just sat at my computer at night just flicking through pictures of space. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe maybe it's something that I used to find calming. I don't know. Because space is awesome. Yeah, it's just something I used to do. I used to flick through pictures <laughs> of space endlessly while listening to music. And when when I saw that page of him as a teenager staring down on Earth, I'm like, oh my god! At his age, I would have given I would have given anything to be able to do that. But yeah, um, so I guess we've come to the end of everything we wanted to talk about unless you've got any words left in the barrel no i've i think i've yeah. <laughs> yeah. available so i've done yeah I'm, I'm still pulling the trigger but it's just clicking now there's no bullets so <laughs> um we should uh we should just wrap it up there so that has been ace comicals um you can find us on facebook under ace comicals you can find us on twitter at ace comicals you can find us uh on wordpress which is um acecomicals.wordpress.com 
you can get in touch with us at uh, acecomicals at gmail.com. Um, you can get in touch with us via the Twitter stream as well. You can get in touch with me at Bato on Twitter. Uh, if you want to ask any questions, Twitter, the email address, or you can do that through Facebook. We're all these many channels that you can... Uh, you can you can get to us through and if you want to ask questions of ray as well you can reach ray through the uh, the usual ace comicals uh, channels you can find us on itunes um and uh, you'll be able to find us on all your favorite podcast apps um we we know you can find we say pocket cast because we know that's where you can find us but i'm pretty sure that there are other podcast apps out there whatever you use we sh- you should be able to find us on there and follow us and subscribe um ray where can we find you Yes, yeah, so that'll be on Twitter at Monkeh, so that's at M-O-O-N-K-E-H. And basically, the hub for all of this is our website, which is www.acecomicals.com. Yes. And you, you'll get a link to the blog, the iTunes link, the Pocket Cast. And if you just want to listen to it in the browser, um, directly from the website, if you if you so desire. Indeed. And um, there's always going to be... Um you know some extra little bits that we put with the show as well so if you visit the website you might find we include a couple of links that we things we talk about that are fun so yeah uh that's been ace comicals thanks for listening guys ace comicals over and out